everyone. This is Alternative Interests, and my name is Crystal. Yay, and my name is Kat. Welcome back. Welcome. I'm a little tired. We, this is our second episode for today. <laughs> we have a lot going on. It's actually, okay, so today's story is actually, um, it's kind of a relatively quick one. Okay. And I'm going to tell you, Kat, right now, I know you like to Google pictures while I'm talking. I do. I want you to not Google any this time. That's going to be so hard. I know. I'm going to send you two pictures later while okay. I'm talking, and I don't want you to see them okay. until I send them to you. Good news is, is that because of the way I'm situated, my coffee is sitting on my cell phone. Oh, okay. So that's, that's going to help with so not being able to. So if I see you pick up your coffee. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then you know I'm looking at pictures as well. All right. So today we are going to talk about the Halifax Sleep Watcher. Oh, it, it just that name creepy, creeps right? me. Yeah, I was <laughs> for a second. I'm like, uh, no, thanks. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But it's during the day. So you have all day that's to get over that's this. That's true. So you don't to have get nightmares. over it. You're right, you're honestly, right. this all of these are like your worst nightmare. <laughs> oh, gosh. OK, go. I'm ready. All right. So um, just a general really quick overview is that the events um, and reports about the Halifax Sleep Watcher came in from 2004 to 2011. And the reports were all very concentrated on this kind of 16 block radius in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Okay. Um, or it might be a 16 kilometer radius. It's a very, very small area in Halifax. Um, can I ask, where is Nova Scotia? It's um, it's a very small province in Canada in okay. like the far east. Okay. I have heard of it before. I just was very unsure of where it was. Yes. Um, it's like way far east. It's very small. And um, it's what the locals kind of refer to as a maritime community. Okay. And this actually plays into some of the things about this case that this is, um, it's a very small college town. Okay. And so that it's primarily a college town. I think at the time of the peak of the Sleepwatcher reports, I think there was something like five colleges in this area. Oh, wow. So right. as you can imagine, that means a very highly transient community, a lot of students moving in and out, a very young community. Yeah. Very, very good for a predator. Seriously. This information I actually got from the podcast That's Spooky uh -huh. because the two hosts of that show actually lived in Halifax while this was going on. Oh, wow. So I listened to their episode on it to get a little bit of information about like their personal take on this. Uh -huh. And so they were talking about how this is a maritime community. And so it's one of those kind of small towns where you trust everybody and this comes back really big in a very okay. major part of this story. Okay. So that's kind of a, a general overview. Um, early reports of the sleep watcher kind of go something like this. It's essentially a young woman would wake up in the middle of the night and see a man standing in her bedroom watching her sleep. Uh. And basically, uh. as soon as the man realized she was awake, he would run. Uh, you described everything that would make me. I told you. So, this is awful. Okay. I told you. This is like. Every, I don't even have words. Every young single woman's worst nightmare right here. Yeah, that is a huge no thank you for me. <laughs> okay. So as time progressed, the reports actually became stranger. Uh, and they already kind of started out nightmare. Yeah. Standing there watching, having someone watch you sleep is pretty right. strange. Well, I mean, it started out that he was like in the doorway, which is creepy enough because all you see is like his uh, silhouette. Yeah. But then he would like get closer and he was like at the foot of their bed or like oh my, next stop. to them. Stop. Oh. Right. So actually most of this episode is going to comprise of... Um, eyewitness reports and stories because there were so many 
Oh, wow. Um, there were 25 reports between 2004 and 2005. And a wow. lot of them were very, very similar. And then apparently from 2005 to about 2008, there actually weren't that many reports. And okay, then in- so he took a break. Possibly. And I'm assuming that's a he. I mean... Well, I mean, yeah, because every all the reports described a man. Yeah. And apparently the hosts of that spooky were saying because they were local to this area, something that they mentioned that I, actually, I did not see anywhere was that in 2008 and 2009, when the report started ramping up again, there was this thing happening in the Halifax area that kind of covered up the sleep watcher reports that 2008 and 2009 is when the iPhone was kind of getting more popular. I believe the iPhone two or iPhone three came out. Okay. And so the, the headphones were starting to get really big and apparently there was this thing and let me pull up my notes because I didn't put this in. So there was this thing that was happening that, Um, the hosts of that spooky referred to as quote unquote swarmings. Oh, and apparently there was at the same time, there was a huge rash of thefts happening and this is a college town. So like, I, I get it. It's going to happen. But specifically people were stealing iPod headphones. Oh, so. I guess it became a thing in this town that people were like, do not use those white headphones anywhere. Because what was happening is that there were so many people reporting their headphones as stolen. Oh, that. That, that if you were seen out and about using them. Then they would them, think, yeah. This group of teens would just like beat you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, that would definitely stop me from wearing my headphones. Yeah. So Holy this, cow. This was happening at the same time that the sleep watcher attacks were restarting in 2008 and 2009. And when the police are looking at these reports that, okay, literal people getting attacked versus you saw a shadow in your room, they're like, eh, which one do we yeah. want to tackle first? I'm telling you right now, hearing both of those things, Nova Scotia is not the place I want to be. <laughs> swarmings people watching you sleep uh i'll just stick to victoria canada thank you yeah so um that was really interesting to me and the other interesting thing is you'll hear a lot as i go through these eyewitness reports a lot of people did not actually report things to the police how do you not report well okay i can see how you might be, especially if they left right away, mm-hmm. how you might question your what you saw? Well, not just that, but I guess because of these swarmings taking the police's attention, the oh, police just weren't paying attention weren't to the Sleepwatcher yeah. reports. Mm-hmm. So I guess at the time there was this thing happening that there was actually a crowdsourced map online that people would report their break-ins there. Oh, and so people, there was this crowdsourced map that people were like, oh, we had, we think we had a sleep watcher report here. We had headphones stolen here. So it was really cool. So people were tracking their own stuff. And they were trying to help each other out because the police just nice. weren't doing anything. Oh, so teamwork. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you a bunch of stories that mm, I'm excited. Kind of. <laughs> we'll see how excited you are. Yeah. So. In 2009, um, I actually, I should mention that in every single story, if I use names, these are not their real names. Um, They wanted to protect the identity of the victims, as well as a few people that came forward after everything happened and told their stories. They didn't want their real names out. So all the news articles that. that I read don't share their real names. Okay. Okay. So... In 2009, a 20-year-old woman called the police about a break-and-enter in her home. She had woken up to find a man in her bedroom. The man realized she was awake, and he ran. She immediately called police, and 13 minutes later, the police actually made an arrest, which is great. Mm -hmm. They brought him in for questioning, and they released him. Okay. And that that happens a lot. Um, 
So that's like the common thing that's going on. Basically, P- yeah. People are calling. They see a man. They left. They get a sketch. They look for him. Yeah. So actually, after this 2009 event, they released a sketch of the suspect that the girl was able to describe who she saw in pretty good detail. Oh, nice. And this is what I didn't want you to see. I will send you the sketch later. Don't look for yeah, it. Yeah. I kind of don't want to see it right now. Okay. Because so. <laughs> that will scare me even more. But okay. go ahead. Um, so this this sketch that was released in 2009 was actually the third sketch that was released. In oh, 2003 wow. and 2004, or 2004 and 2005, they released two other sketches. So like people know about this guy. So were, did they look similar, the sketches? They did, yes. Oh, okay. So now in June 2010, um, this is one of the girls that, this is not her real name, but her name is Jeannie. Okay. Um, Jeannie went out with friends one night and she was living with her mom at the time. She comes home around 3 a.m. and she goes straight to bed. All right. This is kind of a deviation from her normal routine because usually at night she would actually go to her mom's room to get her dogs to like bring her dogs to bed with her okay i think that it, it was 3 a.m and she didn't want yeah, like i was her gonna mama. say i not at 3 a.m maybe that's yeah. pretty pretty late to get in yeah so the next morning her mom is like hey did you try to get in my room last night mm-hmm. and she was like i just i thought it was you drunk but um, I guess around 4 a.m., she heard her doorknob rattling. Oh. And the dogs in the bedroom with her mom started barking, and the rattling stopped, and she heard footsteps go down the stairs. She assumed it was her daughter. Oh. But Jeannie was like, um, I woke up this morning, and my bedroom door was wide open, and I closed it when I went to bed. Oh, wow. So after speaking together, they actually kind of looked around the house and their back screen door had been slashed open. And I wonder why the he didn't open the mom. Was the mom's door locked or he couldn't get it open? I think or maybe he, he heard the dogs. That's what happened is the dog started barking uh, okay. and it freaked him out and he ran. Okay. So this is one of those situations where they were kind of thinking about it and they were like, oh, this must have been the sleep watcher. Like neither one of them had seen him, but she's like, oh, he must have been like in my room watching me sleep. And then he went to my mom's room. The dog started barking and he ran. Yeah. And then went to my. Yeah. Yes. They never reported this to police. Oh, my goodness. Well, I could see why they didn't. They weren't. No, they didn't really see anything. They just heard things. And so, yeah. But there was a slat. But didn't you say the slashed? uh, Yeah, their screen door was slashed open. Their screen door. That is something to report. They didn't. That's weird. And this is. Come on, Jeannie. No, this is common that they're like, the police aren't going to do anything. They never do anything. Mm. The next story is that uh, 22-year-old Hillary was taking a summer course at Dalhousie, which Mm -hmm. is one of the local colleges in Halifax. Oh. So this was in July of 2010. This is actually right after, like the month after the situation with Jeannie. Okay. She decided that she was going to study on campus and she went to this um, building on campus that was known for being a good study location. Mm -hmm. It had a coffee shop inside of it. It was quiet. A lot of students spent their time there studying. Okay. So she was at the second cup that was the coffee shop inside and she was in one of their nice comfy leather chairs reading her textbook and about 4 p.m., like the afternoon lurch hit her. Mm -hmm. She started getting really drowsy. I get it. I fall asleep every time I try and read textbooks. (laughs) But like it's 4 p.m. She's kind of looking around. It's summertime. And you and I know because we're pretty far up north, but we have some listeners in like Texas and stuff. Uh Up north in the summer, our days get long. Really? You didn't know this? No. Oh, you didn't realize that like in Texas, they're... Um, so here I'm in the Seattle area in the summertime. Sunrise is about 4.30 a.m. and sunset is about 9.30 or 10 p.m. See, I know it gets 
brighter earlier. Some, like right now, it's starting to get brighter. Yeah, it's earlier. starting to brighten up a little bit right now. But Down in like I, Texas, uh-huh. their sunset in the summer is still like eight thirty or nine. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. So okay. Nova Scotia is pretty far north. So yeah. at four p.m. in July, it's still super bright outside. Oh yeah. So she decided that you know it's it's still daytime. It's bright. There's a lot of people around. I'm going to take a cat nap and like in the coffee shop. Yeah. Okay. And I get it. I mean, this is on, I mean, it was really normal. It's four o'clock. Yeah. It's really normal to walk around in a a college building and see people napping all over. It's just normal. Well, yeah. And, and it's a public place. So, okay. So about 20 minutes later, she snaps open her eyes and there's a guy sitting like across from her, just staring at her. In, like, daylight. Yes. And she said the look that he was giving her was, like, mad, crazy, bad vibes. Oh, so, gosh. of course, she's feeling a little awkward. I thought this was funny. Yeah. In the news article I read, she was, like, she had been drooling, so she felt a little <laughs> awkward. But, like, yeah, I, I totally drool, so, that. like, I get yeah. it. I totally get that. I get it. There have been times where, like, I I wake up and, like, I can feel drool and I'm like, oh. When you're, like, you're just kind of starting to become aware <laughs> of and you're, like, you feel it and you're, like, oh, and that wakes you up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, obviously she felt a little violated because she's, well, like, yeah. dude, I was, like, out cold and you're just, you're you're right there. Yeah. So she's so like I like I said it's it's normal walking around a college campus to see people napping yeah but who's gonna stare at like, you and while like, you were napping there. right because yeah. like in my experience you just you're like oh yeah dude same I wish I had time to nap yeah. I gotta go and you just you ignore them I'm gonna glance at them and be like okay but I'm not gonna sit there across from them and stare if I don't know them I mean if it was like a friend and you're like in college and you're like, oh, this will be funny, but yeah, a perfect stranger. No, complete stranger. No. Yeah. So while she's there kind of like waking up from this nap, getting herself back together, yeah, dealing with this weirdo, he just flat out is like, you want to go out sometime? What? He didn't even like introduce himself. He was like, you want to go out? Uh, no, thank you weirdo yeah so she was like uh no thanks i have a boyfriend and she just starts like gathering up her stuff yeah. and she's like I, i'm leaving i'm done Peace studying out. for today yeah so she's kind of walking down the road i assume back home because like i said this is a really small town everything's kind of within walking distance mm-hmm. and she said she was like texting her friend like hey you'll never believe what the, what just happened to me at dalhousie yeah. Um, she glances behind her and this dude is following her. No, thank you. This is when I would start walking in a zigzag because I heard you're supposed to do that. And then I would be like, go away. Go away. Well, <laughs> There's so she's smart. She, she ducked into a crowded subway and just kind of hung okay. out and waited for him to pass by. Okay. Okay. She described him as about 5'10". With a medium build, brown hair, and she said he was wearing dad jeans. Ew, I do not like him. I, I, I This is going to sound bad. I didn't like him because he was already short, which nothing wrong with short people. 5'10", uh, that's pretty tall. 5'10", no, that's not tall. Yeah, it is. Oh, no, I like him. Um, Above tall, six feet? Tall. Yeah. 5'10", yeah, is taller than the average woman. Well, I guess, but... But wearing dad jeans? Come on. Dad jeans. <laughs> um, again, she never reported this to police. Oh, I can kind of see why, though. I mean, unless he, if I saw him again. I right. Think, but but then yeah, her whole thing was like she, she knew about the sleep watcher at this point. Like everyone knew about the sleep oh, watcher. Oh, she already knew about him. Okay, everyone well, knew yeah. about the sleep watcher. And... Like, police had even started issuing warnings to students at this point that they're like, hey, female students need to be careful. Watch out for this guy. But she didn't want to be, like, presumptuous yeah. about, like, oh, I had a sleepwatcher experience. Because you know how 
some people yeah. are like, oh, oh, I did. I did. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. I get it. She also didn't want to, like, presume that the guy she saw matched the um, the sketch that she had seen. Oh, so she's kind of second guessing herself. Yes, which yeah. I, I 100% get. Oh, totally. Um, and I know some people don't under, they're like, well, yeah, you saw him, you know, it's him. So I used to work at Safeway Uh and there was this guy who would come in every single night and steal liquor from us every night. And so I knew him when he walked in the door, I'm like, yep, he's, he's going to steal stuff. And we aren't, we're not allowed to stop them. We, the only thing we're allowed to do. Oh, really? You're not allowed to stop them? Nope. We're not allowed to stop them because it's a liability thing for us. Oh, interesting. Security is allowed to stop them. Employees are not. Okay. Um, so the only thing that we're allowed to do is call the cops. Well, mm-hmm. one night the cops actually stopped him and uh, he matched the description that I had called in. And so a police officer actually came and picked me up and took me to him and I had to identify him. Oh, wow. And sitting in the awkward. in the police vehicle looking at this guy... I 100% knew it was him, but like in the moment, you're like, oh, you're but kind is it of really? Psychic. Exactly. And like, I even remember that like looking at this guy that I had seen every single day for months, I like, I even told the police officer, I was like, can, can they have him turn a little bit? Like, so and I can see him from the side. Can they have him reach for a bottle of alcohol? <laughs> just to make sure right but like I knew it was the guy yeah and like he was wearing exactly the same stuff I knew it was him but in the moment you're like oh but second guessing yeah Ah. so I I completely get it oh totally so a few days after this incident um weird coincidence but Jeannie the girl from our first story oh yeah she she actually had another experience with the sleep watcher Ugh, move, Jeannie. That's what she needs to do. That's the problem. She had moved. She oh, they was, moved? She was not living with her mom. She was living in an apartment with some friends. Oh, my goodness. So she was with her roommate, Holly, and their friend, Ian, was over. They had been out all night partying, and it was about 5 a.m. when they got home, which, like... Side note, these... Jeannie parties. Yes. 3 a.m. and now 5 a.m. No, thank you. I get it. They're college students. Yeah, well, come on. Even when I was in college, I didn't stay out that late. Yeah. Maybe that says a lot about my college experience. Because I never did either. (laughs) But um, I guess it was 5 a.m., but they weren't ready to go to bed yet. So they were watching a movie what? in their living room. They weren't room. ready to go to bed yet? No, we, this is, we will go to bed. That's what I would tell them. We are going to bed now. Oh my well, gosh. So they heard noise coming from outside and it was footsteps like walking back and forth that they could hear. They were in a basement apartment. So like okay. they're at ground level and the noise stops so they all just kind of like look to the window and there's this like freak just like in the window staring at them through the window no Mm-mm. and they said that he was there for like 30 seconds before he realized that they oh. were looking back at him that's and, weird and that is creepy weird right and so then he like he freaked out and he ran off like, is he just zoning out when he's looking at these? Do you know what I mean? When you zone out at something and you're not really looking at it, but you're looking that direction. Well, I'm assuming they were watching a movie. So I'm assuming all the lights were out. So he may not have been able to like see their facial features clearly to know that like, oh, all of them are looking at me. See, and this is where had I been a friend of theirs at that time, I would have said, this is why we're supposed to go to bed at 9 p.m., you guys. (laughs) Nothing good happens after (laughs) midnight. Nothing good happens. My parents told me that. I believe them. I still believe them. (laughs) Nothing good happens. So what's even crazier is that there was a police vehicle parked in front of their house. Oh. This guy had been near the back door. So they run outside to the police officer and they're like, hey, we just, there's this dude like in our window. And the police officer was like, oh, yeah, we've already gotten reports of him tonight. That's why we're here. Like, we're okay, looking. Okay, well, then go get him. <laughs> yeah. 
This guy is pretty ballsy. I will say that. Yeah. I mean, going into people's homes at night and staring. Just like hanging out in their backyard. That is very, yeah. Ugh. So I don't think they ever actually caught anyone that night. Okay. But I mean, as we're seeing, this guy is evolving. His tactics are changing. He's, it's just weird. Like the police were literally right there. And obviously he hit multiple houses that night and like he still didn't get caught. But then like reports start coming in of people like to the police, Uh people saying that he was touching them. Like, like creepy, like brushing against their leg. I guess one girl actually felt like something tickling her face while she was sleeping And she like looked up and it was this man with like a scarf wrapped around his face. And it was like the the tail of the scarf was tickling her face. So he's wearing dad jeans and a scarf around (laughs) his neck. Well, obscuring his face because (sighs) sketches are out of this guy. Oh, gross. I don't like him. Well, this this one's creepy. Um, One woman reported that her underwear had been cut with scissors by him Uh, can i so is she just like sleeping sprawled out on the bed in her underwear like does she not have sheets i don't use a top sheet i think they're weird excuse me i think they're i'd have never learned we do have them growing up do you have a comforter yeah but like i sleep with like my leg out and like on top of it so and i don't wear pants to bed i do too but like I have never slept, even on the hottest night, without something covering my body, like a, a sheet. Or no, no, a, I gotta have a leg out. I I have a leg out too, or my feet. Sometimes my feet get hot, and my feet will be out. Like, well, over. I guess when I say a leg out, I mean like my leg and like half my body. <laughs> like, oh, I got a lot of skin showing. <laughs> but, but like. I think you're focusing on the more comedic aspect of this, but like <laughs> the thing I was focusing on is that like this guy is pushing boundaries. Like this is getting worse. Well, and especially cutting with the scissors. Yes. I mean, how she didn't feel that, I don't know. Well, I think that's the point. She did feel it and she woke up. Oh, I thought she realized it after the fact. Okay. Well, I mean, it's after the fact because they're already cut, but. <laughs> I would be upset if it was as like to which nice underwear. Ones. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you going to really cut my good underwear? I'll be $30. <laughs> 30 bucks. What underwear do you buy? You Holy like, God. Nice ones. They could be, like satin ones or like really cute, like lace ones. They could be expensive as hell. I would be upset even if they were my target <laughs> five for 20 buck underwear. <laughs> somebody out there knows what i mean okay yeah like a cute well what if it was like a cute matching set and now you don't have a match anymore what matching set you are crazy i think i've only had one matching set and that was like when i was first like entering the dating world and i was like this is what you have to do this is my third date set and then i'm like nope and now it's target on the bottom ross bralette on the top Okay, but like someone out there listening to this knows what I'm talking about. But like, I'm sure. Okay. Um, but so reports of this dude is like they're increasing. You would think the police would have like something at this point because it's 2009, 2010. This has been going on for six years. Yeah, this is a long time. Well... The police said that they couldn't connect all the stories to the same person because actually in some situations, the description they had was completely different. Like a majority of them were this 5'10 weirdo. Also, keep in mind, like these people are being woken up and it's the middle of the night or 5 a.m. when they're waking up. So and just to do Just to be clear, they are waking up because they feel him in there. They're not waking up because he's... Not because he's, like, waking them up. Okay. But it's, like... I don't know if you know this. So, um, 
when you're asleep, and this is really funny, and it's a little bit of a tangent, but it kind of explains the phenomenon. When you're asleep, your subconscious kind of monitors your environment. And if your environment changes, sometimes that can make you wake up. Yeah. But if your environment stays consistent, you stay asleep. A really good example of this is um, my freshman year of high school, there was a guy in one of my classes who always fell asleep in class. Always. Okay. My teacher got tired of it, and he actually demonstrated this one day. Uh, You know how your conversational voice and your teaching voice can be different? Oh, totally. He kept his teaching voice on when he realized this guy was sleeping. He was using his teaching lecture voice, and he got closer Uh and closer to this kid, and then he kicked the bottom of the desk. Oh, yeah. And that was his illustration. And he was even saying, watch, if I continue to use this voice, this guy will not realize that I'm talking about him because your subconscious is monitoring your environment. He did not Uh use the kid's name because that would that may have woken it up. But it's so interesting that that your body knows what's going on. So I think Mm -hmm. what's happening with these people is they can sense a change in the environment. Either the airflow or the noise flow is changing because there's a body in the room. Or just sensing some, someone in the room. Because like, you know, someone comes up behind you. They're absolutely silent. They don't touch you. You know, they're there. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a very similar thing. That's what's waking them up. Yeah. So a couple nights after this, incident with the creeper man in the window this same house gets another visit so genie is just bad luck at this point yeah genie needs to i don't know so genie and holly the first two girls we were talking about they had a third roommate named alice so holly was actually out of town i don't know if there was like a reason she was out of town maybe because she had been visited by the sleep watcher a week before but maybe because she lives with genie and she knows genie is like a sleep watcher magnet yeah (laughs) yeah anyway genie and alice went out drinking with their friend dawn uh-huh and all the bars closed at 3 a.m but like classic drunk college kids they stopped at mcdonald's on the way home oh so they got home around 5 30 a.m these people (laughs) are killing me i am exhausted (laughs) so um somehow they just did not lock their door when they came in you would think they would, knowing there's a sleep watcher out there. But Come this on, is people. this is kind of what I was talking about earlier with the maritime community. It's yeah. actually normal for them to not lock their doors. Yeah. So really important to note about the sleep watcher is he never breaks in. He always comes in through an unlocked door or window. And but was did a lot of people like Jeannie's first encounter have um, screen slashed? So the interesting thing with her is that so, you know, have you the inside glass door and then the outside screen door? Yeah. The inside glass door was unlocked. So they think that he slashed the screen door to get to the glass door. Oh, okay. But isn't that breaking and entering if he slashed the screen? all of these are breaking and entering because he's not welcome. He has not been welcomed in the home. Trespassing. Yeah. Okay. These three girls, they all kind of collapse in bed at 5.30 a.m. Because who is not collapsing in bed at 5.30 a.m.? Exactly. I would not be hanging out with them. All the girls kind of fell asleep quickly. Dawn was staying the night. And so she and Alice ended up sharing a bed together. Okay. Alice said she was kind of dozing off and she felt something brush against her leg. And at first she was like, oh, it's it's just Dawn. Yeah. And then she was like, wait. And she sits up and she's like face to face with the damn sleep watcher. Oh, gosh. So he runs out the door as per usual. Mm-hmm. And she said, like, she was paralyzed with fear. Oh, like, yeah. Totally get that. Like, the fight or flight, she froze. Oh, yeah. I do not have fight or flight. I have fight, flight, play dead, and I usually play dead. And that's probably the the being frozen, too. Yeah. So, she said um, she heard their door slam shut, and that's kind of what broke her out of it. Yeah. So, she kind of wakes everybody up. They all call the police. And while they're in their kitchen waiting for the police to show up, they find on their kitchen table 
a knife out in the open that was not there before. Oh, wow. So now he's bringing weapons. Right. Okay. I saw conflicting information about this. One source said that this was a knife that was not theirs, as in like it belonged to the sleep watcher. Uh huh. But no other news sources mentioned that. And like they didn't pull fingerprints off this knife. So I'm almost thinking this is one of their knives that was out. Yeah. But he. I'm pretty sure he's probably wearing gloves too, this guy. Right. So I don't Mm -hmm. know if it was their knife or someone else's knife, but it's it's a knife sitting out in the open that they did not put there. Okay. So this is scary. Yeah. Concerning for sure. I feel like there's. So there's kind of an explanation for this because we've never heard of weapons being used with this guy before. Mm-hmm. Um, Alice described this guy to the police because she's the one who saw him. The man she described, she said he was not very tall and he was kind of pudgy. Oh, this is not the de- this description of who we know as a sleep sleepwalker. Oh, OK. And the police actually told her they're like, oh, you're describing our second guy. So there's two sleep watchers? Right. Oh, gosh. And the po- this is like where the police were saying sometimes they were getting descriptions of someone else besides this five foot ten guy. But God. there has never been a police sketch released of this second guy. Second guy. Never. Huh. Okay. I wonder why. I think they're they mu- don't want to confuse people either that or there must not have been like sufficient evidence to ever get a good description of him to do a sketch or they may have suspected he was someone else. Just for some reason, this second guy is never really mentioned again. OK, so in 2011, September 15th, 2011. Again. A woman woke up in the middle of the night and a man was fleeing her apartment. Jeez, so again, again, five foot ten, medium build, brown hair. Police actually caught him like really oh. quickly. OK. A man with this description was found walking around a junior high. What? <laughs> oh, no. if, if you want oh, to appear no. casual in the middle of the night, walking around a, a walk around a middle school. No one will think anything right. of that. So police held him for a night for questioning, but they actually released him because they just didn't have enough evidence to charge him or hold him Ugh, for anything. That is always so frustrating. Yeah. Okay. So police were kind of acting like they were taking this seriously. Like they were issuing warnings. They were releasing sketches. But then at the same time, like, it almost looked like they weren't doing anything about it. Yeah. Because they keep releasing these guys. They're not making any arrests. They're not making any headway. But, like, you have to remember, this guy isn't really doing anything. He's coming in and he's watching. He's coming in through unlocked doors and windows. Um, They were really, really random in both location and in time frame. Like it would be this whole bundle of a bunch of break-ins and then nothing. Huh. And then like another bundle of break-ins and then nothing. And what's interesting is that when they actually plotted this on a timeline, they could see that there was like a slight tick in behavior at the beginning and the end of school semesters. Oh, so and this is a college town. So they're wondering if this guy has something to do with school. Yeah, or change. Um, That actually, that's where my mind went. Yeah, I was going to say, like leaving school, like maybe he's a student at the school, getting there, meeting all these new people, leaving. I don't know. What I was actually thinking is that the beginning and end of semesters are when people move in and out of places. That makes it really yeah. easy. They're more likely to leave a door unlocked because that's true. they're ferrying stuff back and forth. They're more likely to have a new pool of people for him to break into their homes and watch them. So that's kind of what I was thinking with this timeline. I don't think yeah. he has something to do with the school. I think he's using the school's schedule to his advantage. Okay, that makes sense. Um, The other thing that makes this hard for police is that, like I said, these women are like waking up when they're seeing this guy. So it's like they're not able to really give any good information. Like, 
Well, yeah, especially when you're just like ripped out of a sleep, mm-hmm. like when you you're really disorientated and like it's you don't right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah. So what I was thinking of in this situation is how many times because there's at this point I think there are actually four sketches out of the sleep watcher. Mm-hmm. Um, in total, I think they released five or six sketches of this guy. Okay. How many, and everybody knows about this. This is like, everyone's talking about it. Everybody knows Mm -hmm. about it. Everyone knows somebody who has been affected by this. Or Mm -hmm. like, they know someone who knows someone. How many people are seeing these sketches and then seeing someone in their house and just their brain fills in the gaps and they're like, oh yeah, that was a sleep watcher. What if it was this other guy? Yeah, or how many times has he been in homes where they didn't wake up? Right, and that's you know? like because the genie, when she was at her mom's house, she didn't even wake she, up when yeah. he was watching her. Yeah. And her door was wide open. So he had to have been watching her. Yeah. Okay. So all of this is making it really hard for the police. Like, yeah, I can understand from the student's perspective that they're like not feeling safe. They feel like the police aren't doing anything. But then from the police's standpoint, they don't have enough to do anything with. Uh-huh. It's hard. Uh-huh. Yeah. So in 2011, reports started surfacing that police believed that the sleep watcher had started taking photos of women. Oh. Which is creepy, right? Yeah. Police actually found the photos completely by accident. Oh, how? They were investigating a sleep watcher report and a woman said that photos were left like at her house. What kind of... So this is like a Polaroid? Uh, either that or printed photos like he had taken. Oh, okay. But like they found these photos. And typically in situations like this, they don't like to just release photos because these are like the women were undressing. Like these are creepy photos. Like stalker photos. And they're very obviously like taken through windows. Yeah. Um, Police released the photos because they were like, we need to know who these women are. We need to talk to them. And really quickly, three of them were identified. Oh. And... These women verified that, no, I was not aware that my photo that was taken. Photos, yeah. And uh, yes, that is me. Like, so okay. this is putting everyone on high alert because this is another evolution to this guy's actions. It's getting, it's scary. Mm-hmm. Very. So... Like I said, as of 2011, police had actually released five sketches all of them looked like the same guy. Like they were all very, oh, very wow. similar. Similar, yeah. So um, this is when I'm going to introduce you to a man named Barry Sinclair. Barry Sinclair. Yes. So uh, I'm hmm. going to send you a photo right now Ooh, of Barry. Hey. We get the photos it's now. It's Christmas time. It's Christmas time. <laughs> so do you see the picture of Barry? Oh, gosh. I wish I never saw the picture of Barry now. And now I'm going to send you one of the police sketches. Okay. Oh, wow. That is crazy. Like, that is a picture of Barry. Yes, it's totally similar, even down to, like, the facial markings. Yeah. Oh, wow. It, it is... Crazy. Just, yeah. Um... So Barry, even the hair, the hairstyle, everything. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So So Barry, Barry has a uh, a hefty little rap sheet. Okay. He has twenty eight prior convictions at the point. Oh, so he's just dabbled in crime. (laughs) And uh, some of these convictions are ten convictions for breaking and entering. Uh huh. Four for trespass by night. Okay. Or for unlawfully being in a dwelling. Oh. I've never heard of that last one before. No. Um, Maybe is, isn't, what's the difference between that and trespassing? So I actually looked up the being unlawfully in a dwelling. Uh-huh. Um, according to section 349 of Canadian criminal code, this means someone who is without excuse enters or is in a dwelling with intent uh. to commit an indictable offense. Okay. So it's like they're, I think a trespass is when you've already been trespassed from a place and you violate that. Okay. Unlawfully being in a dwelling. This is like a house. And you're planning something. 
not planning something, but like you you have intent to do something. Okay. How do they know that you have intent to do something? Uh, do you have a weapon on, with you? Based on the situation or um, like prior offenses, that, like the fact that you don't have an excuse for being there. Okay. So that's kind of what that means. Okay. Um, there were also a lot of similar accounts that he was not convicted of that he was either acquitted for or charges were dropped. Okay. But based on this guy's rap sheet, he's kind of like checking all the boxes and the fact that he looks yeah. exactly like our sketch. Um, 100%. It's him. Yeah. I mean, the gel in the hair. <laughs> the gel in his hair. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. He looks exactly the same. Yes. So in 2011, Barry was accused of breaking into two apartments and watching women sleep. Oh, my God. Well, hello. So during a search of his home, they actually found a video where women were undressing. This video was in his home. Oh, my gosh. And it was like spliced up like bits and pieces were recorded over each other. Um, They were like straight cut to each other. It was very like home movie going from one to another. Weird. So because of all of this, he was charged with two break and enters and three counts of voyeurism because there were three separate women on this video. On Oh, they didn't they didn't all live in the same spot. They were no. just different. Okay. I'll actually get into that in a second. Okay. So this trial kind of unfolded in a very interesting way. Okay. So the judge said that they were going to consider the two break ins completely separately from one another. All right. Because there was not sufficient evidence to link them together as the same event, even though these both happened on the same night. But they're yeah, going to. That's weird. But they're going to consider them separately. I guess it didn't meet the statute for um, legal inclusion. You would think on the. I mean, yeah, on the same night, you. Yeah, I don't get that. Yeah, something about them. And it's actually a very good thing that they separated these. Okay. And then the counts for voyeurism for the video was separated too. Okay. So the first break-in, this was September 15th, early morning hours. Same story as always. Woman wakes up, man in my room, running out the door. Police come and they investigate and they could not find a shred of evidence. Again, very par for the course with this whole thing. Yeah. Um, but their front door was locked. So they were, this guy, uh, the sleep watcher is known to only come in through open windows. They did find an open window in like a laundry room that, uh-huh. that they said that they thought he got in. Oh. The problem is they never did an actual reenactment with someone as like a body double of Barry, which is something that you're supposed to do to prove like, yeah, this is possible. Look, this guy did it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's... um. That's important. Like, if you're going to say that someone did something, you have to be able to prove it. That's why they do reenactments with, like, body doubles and stuff. Yeah, I heard of reenactments, like, when they're doing blood splatter and stuff like that or, you know, things like that. But I never heard of what you're talking about. So, interesting. in an event like this, the window was actually kind of small. And uh-huh. the defense argued a grown man couldn't fit through that window. So oh, it became so a then problem they, okay, because I get they it. never did a reenactment. Yeah. They were just like, okay. well, yeah, we think someone could. And the defense yeah. was like, well, I don't think someone could. Yeah, you need to prove it. Yeah. So at this point, like the the trial notes, it kind of looked like it was going in the defense's favor. Like they can't prove oh. that he got in through this window. So how do we know who came? Like if. Exactly. So it looked kind of lost. But creating reasonable doubt. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So about three weeks after the break in, one of the girls was kind of moving a mop bucket that Mm -hmm. they admitted that they never used. But it was very close to this window. She pulls a mop out because she was going to clean and a cell phone is just sitting in this. bucket. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. And so she said she turned it on trying to figure out whose it is. Yeah. Didn't belong to anyone in the house. So she calls the cops. And the cops are able to do a little bit of forensic uh, investigation on this phone. Was there water in the bucket? No. Sorry. Okay. It was just, okay. Yeah. It's, these girls said that they hadn't touched that thing in months. Yeah. <laughs> it was, well, it was just there. Yeah. Um, so they determined this was a prepaid phone 
Uh-huh. And they found the phone number associated with it. Okay. They also were able to get through the text messages. And one of the text messages, the person using the phone introduced themselves as Barry. Oh, well, there you go. So phone records with the phone company uh-huh. showed that this phone number was registered to Barry Sinclair. And that Barry had purchased a new phone on September 16th and registered it to the same phone number. Because um, obviously he lost his phone in this girl's apartment and he needs a new one. Yeah. So based on all of that evidence, they found him guilty. They were like, we oh. don't care if he came in through the window or not. Truth is, he was in that apartment somehow yeah. and he was not supposed to be there. Awesome. So that's the first break-in. The second break-in um, happened literally like right after the first break-in. Uh, on September 15th the girl called the police and she described the man that she had seen because she actually saw it she got a good look she said he was 25 to 30 years old with scraggly facial hair and an orange hoodie I think I mentioned in our Nancy Moyer case that eyewitness testimony isn't always the most reliable thing yeah this is a really good example of that yeah. Because Barry was actually arrested 30 minutes later. Barry was clean shaven and wearing a black hoodie. Oh, and he was 49 years old. Yeah, I was going to say, if you heard me, I, like when she said 25 to 30, I'm like, uh, girlfriend, he does not look 25 to 30. Right. So the the girl was actually called in by police to look at a photo lineup. And she picked out a photo of a guy and she's like, I am 90% certain that this is the guy. Oh. It was not Barry. And Barry's photo was in that photo lineup. Oh, wow. Okay. So then later when she was in court for this second break-in, she changed her mind. And she's like, oh, no, no. That's the guy I saw in my apartment. Oh. So this is like, They couldn't really use that either way, probably. They were saying it wasn't really credible. We don't know because her original explanation looked nothing like Barry. And then I didn't write this down because honestly, it really confused me when I was reading through the document. But there's this whole thing about how there were multiple police officers out looking for this guy. And there was a pedestrian that saw someone that he thought looked shady. And there was two different sightings of men that looked similar Mm-hmm. at about the same time on opposite ends of this block. Okay. Where it was impossible that it was the same person they were both seeing, but only one of them got arrested and it was Barry. Oh. And it was just this whole weird thing of like, well, no one ever talked to that other guy that was seen. So what if that's the guy that was in her apartment? Oh, that makes sense. So yeah, it was just this whole thing. But unfortunately... That meant he was found not guilty of the second break-in. Okay. And that's that's why I said it was a good thing that yeah. they were separated out. So, moving on to the videos that were found. Um, the video was found on, like, a cassette tape style tape. Um, mm-hmm. Not, like, a VHS style tape, but, like, a small handheld camcorder type tape. And... How, how are you... Because you said this was all spliced together, these... The... The footage, how are you able to do that on a, oh, I guess on a camcorder, Yeah, you were able to do that, yeah. right? Oh, because you're filming it at different times. Okay. Yes. Go on. So um, when they searched his house, there was no camcorder in the house and there was no mm-hmm. device to play the video on in his house. Okay. Uh, like I said, the videos were taken at different times and they were able to identify the women in the videos. The women watched the videos and they were able to identify what address they were at and oh. the time they lived there. Oh, okay. Which one of the time frames was September 2007 to 2008. Uh-huh. And the other time frame was actually September 2009 through June 2011. Isn't that crazy that... So it's like these women and they're shown these videos from probably a while ago, right? A couple years, yeah. It's just, that would be so weird to know. Someone was watching me and I had no idea. Freaky. Yeah. But so the thing here is that that's a four year time span. Mm -hmm. And 
none of like they didn't overlap. So it was very obvious this was taken at different points over several years. Yeah. Also on this same video was actually videos of the inside of Barry's apartment. And they were able to tell because there was a specific chair and a specific cabinet that they recognized in the video that was in his apartment. Okay. And then like the shape of the walls and like the outlet placement on the walls. They were able Uh to be like, this is absolutely Barry's apartment. Yeah. The thing about that was in the video, there was a cat. (laughs) Barry did not own a cat. Oh. And in the videos, the apartment was like spotlessly clean Oh, and, and Barry's house was not clean when they were looking at it. Oh, so they're probably like that can't be the same apartment. It is the same apartment. The problem uh, is they can't say the same person recorded it. Oh, so he was actually found not guilty because even though he what? was in possession of it, they can't say without a reasonable doubt that Barry is the one who recorded it. Because it was very obviously a different living environment when the cat video was on there. Yeah. And so that means it could have been a friend or a previous resident of the same apartment. So they found him not guilty. I bet that jury was like, uh, there's no way. I don't think it was a jury. um, Oh, it wasn't? It was a crown. The crown decided. Oh, that's right. Because we're in Canada. I keep forgetting. Yeah. Okay. So in 2013... Sinclair was sentenced to five years for that break and enter that he was convicted of. Yeah, the first one. Yeah. What really sucks is that this break and enter was not connected to the sleepwatcher incidents. What? So How come? It was never, it, there was no forensic evidence. They never, to and they them. probably couldn't bring it up either. They were not allowed to. Ugh. So, really important here. Barry is not officially convicted as the sleepwatcher. Even though the sketches match perfectly? Look like him, right. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, remember that uh, really long criminal record that Barry has? Yes, his little dabblings in crime. There's a very convenient gap from 2003 to 2011 when he was never caught for anything. Oh, I wonder why. Yeah. Because he was watching his cellmate sleep. That's why. No, he was out. No. He was not convicted. The sleep oh, watcher incidents wasn't? were going on from 2004 to 2011. He was oh. just never caught. Oh. Yeah. So in 2015... He was granted a conditional release to a halfway house. Um, I'm guessing based on good behavior. I don't really completely understand why he was let out. It's he took a drug test a year after being out and he tested positive for cocaine. Of course he did. He told, he told parole officers he was using it for his headaches. Yep. Yeah. Totally possible. <laughs> Whenever I have a killer headache, I'm like, you know what? Snort a line. I'm going to snort a couple of lines, get rid of this baby right away and go about my day. Wouldn't that be nice? Oh, my gosh. Barry, come on. Yeah. Um, Staff from the halfway house he was staying in had to collect his personal effects. And they found some concerning things. (laughs) Of course they did. Do you know what they found? Oh, no. They found photos of women getting undressed. (laughs) And and they found news articles about some local women who had been murdered. Interesting. Weird. But Barry, Barry was like, those aren't mine. Barry's like, no, uh uh-uh. Yeah. So in February 2017, Barry was again released, but this is because his five years was up. Oh. Um, He was released under a... uh, interim court order and some of his conditions of release he had 16 um oh, gosh conditions for 14 or 16 conditions that he had to meet um a couple of them were weird so normal stuff like you know he had a curfew and drug tests because drug he tests. does coke instead of tylenol he had to stay away from anywhere with children under 16 mm-hmm. totally normal One of the weird ones that was on the list is avoiding 
contact with female real estate agents. Weird. Yeah. Okay. I, that's I never explained. Hopefully, why didn't they say all females? Right, why is it? That's like oddly specific. Yeah, that is very oddly specific. Anyway, police were like on his ass for 15 months. Um, yeah. He actually, he had been jailed in Nova Scotia. When he was released, he went to St. John's, Newfoundland. Okay. And they they checked up on him at all hours. They checked on him in the middle of the night to make sure he wasn't leaving. Good. Obviously, this drew a lot of attention from the public. Uh-huh. The tenants in his apartment building learned who he was. Yeah. And they protested to have him evicted. Well, I would too. Unver- I he don't wasn't blame evicted, them. but when his lease came up, they chose not to renew it and he had to move. I wonder why. Right. <laughs> so, that's October, a mystery. You're right. October 2017. Um, so, this is just about six months, eight months after he was released on this court order. Okay. Newfoundland police released a warning about Barry. Okay. Um, they were like, hey, um, this guy has a long rap sheet. Here's what we think he did in Halifax. Every news agency, newspapers, news media, like TV news, all of them uh-huh. refer to him as the sleep watcher. So like <laughs> everyone thinks this is who Well, this good, is. because that's who he is. But basically they warned everyone in St. John's that they were afraid that he would commit, um, they called it a serious personal injury offense against a woman. Basically, this just means that there's the use or attempted use of violence against another person. So they're afraid that he's going to do this. Okay. April 2018. Barry's a fucking asshole. Because he releases a statement and he's like, I don't want to go back to prison and I'm a changed person. No one needs to be afraid of me anymore. No, you're not, Barry. Yeah. Whatever. Right. He spent years and years. He has all these convictions. He's been to federal prison several times, but this time he's changed. <sighs> like a weirdo. So what he said, and this is, I hate this. He's like, I learned that I didn't have a right to be free if I was hurting people. So I'm just not going to hurt people anymore. Oh, nice. Okay. Like you're a fucking <sighs> weirdo creep that breaks into yeah. women's houses in the middle of the night. You should be locked up. Exactly. This- and just to be clear, it, obviously nothing is happening. No. He wasn't doing anything. No. Okay. Because Barry's a changed man. Right. Okay. Um, May of 2018. I think this statement was actually in preparation for this May 2018 statement. Uh-huh. A judge ruled that Barry didn't have to bel- um, obey that court order anymore. Uh, that's a mistake. Well, I I kind of read through the documents about it. Basically, uh-huh. they were saying that he had complied with his parole, all of the stipulations that had put on him. He was never officially convicted for the sleep watcher event so they couldn't but he looks use that. just I like know. the sketch i know but they Ugh. couldn't use it against him because it was not a conviction he had been tried for and they said all of his sexual offenses were over 30 years old because he was actually arrested and convicted of sexual assault in the 80s wow but this dude has 30 years of being a creep that's so crazy but judge madden who ruled over this particular portion of this case ruled that the crown did not establish that Sinclair was still a threat so they said that he didn't have to obey the peace bond anymore well maybe it's because he had to obey it that he wasn't a threat anymore probably and so when you take that away now he becomes a potential threat yeah but I mean that's actually the last thing I could find about Barry Um, Well, that's good, kind of, I guess, right? That he's not doing weirdo stuff in his dad jeans. Yeah. And I mean, he was never officially convicted of the Sleepwatcher cases, but they mysteriously stopped when he was arrested in 2011, and they've never happened again. Well, people 
because <laughs> he was the sleep watcher. I wonder, is he? Do you know if he's still? Well, he. Has, I guess he has to still be in Canada unless he changes his. I actually tried his, to see where he was right now. I couldn't find yeah. anything on him. He has well, a very like generic name. I couldn't really find yeah. anything. Yeah, but and I mean, maybe we don't want to know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he was never officially convicted, but court of public opinion says that he's the oh, sleep yeah. watcher. And I believe he's the sleep watcher. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, news articles say Barry Sinclair sleep watcher. So exactly. Like, exactly. Everyone yeah. knows it's him. Case closed. Yep. Okay. And, I mean, that's, that's, just, that's it. Well, when my husband calls you tonight, <laughs> because, because I can't, can't sleep. sleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, enjoy, Crystal. Okay. Enjoy that conversation. <laughs> I'll, um, I'll find a nice bedtime story to have ready yeah, for you. He'll be like, you deal with her. I'm done. <laughs> I'm like, is that the sleep watcher? <laughs> I feel the sleep watcher. Barry, Barry, are you in here? Oh, my Barry. God. You're going to be sleeping and he's going to like get up to pee or something. And I you're going to wake up and you're going to be like, I'm gonna sleep be like, watcher. I'm going to be like, Barry, Barry, is that you? Oh, my God. Barry, do not use my good gel and do not cut my Target underwear. <laughs> Go to Crystal. She has a matching set, apparently. <laughs> um, so that, I mean, this is a little bit of a more lighthearted episode. Yeah. It's creepy as hell. Yeah, like, it is creepy. We've done a lot of like heavy yeah serious stuff lately i kind of wanted to take a break from that oh wait till you listen to my next one oh, <laughs> yeah we're gonna dive right back into you're, you're gonna want barry back after the next one well thank you that was creepy and um i will not be able to sleep yeah um if you have nightmares you can <laughs> complain at me at our instagram <laughs> and on our facebook you can email All us over. if you want you can still complain and like the post. I just want to make that clear to everybody. <laughs> yes, please. Just, I, just tap it. Tap know, it you and can complain. Complain all you want if you like the post. If you don't like yeah. the post, I'm not going to read it. So if you complain and don't like it, you're you're done. <laughs> we need the interactions. <laughs> yes, please. For my sake. Yep. Um. But sweet dreams, everyone. Yes, sweet dreams. We'll see you next week. (laughs) Enjoy that. Bye. (laughs) Bye.